Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Today's episode of Gabbing with Gabe is going to be a little different. I want to continue to experiment with different formats, especially early in this podcast run, and today is one of those experiments. This Thursday is the season two premiere of Southern Hospitality, which is a Southern Charm spinoff based on the staff at Levis Club called Republic. And when Bravo reached out to see if I wanted to interview the entire cast, I couldn't say no. So on the show today, you're going to hear four back-to-back group interviews with basically the entire cast of what Leva referred to in my interview with her last week as Soho. I kind of love it. Some of these are two-on-ones or three-on-ones. Some of them were on Zoom together directly from Republic, while others were Zooming in alone. It was a medley of setups, and each individual interview would be available as standalone videos on the Gathering with Gib YouTube channel. But it made the most sense to group them all together for the audio version of today's episode. I watched the premiere of the second season to prepare for these interviews, and you know what? This cast might just be taking it. In the first episode, we find out that one of them has been fired, another person gets fired on camera, and another person finds out her boyfriend cheated on her and confronts him with a shovel on camera. It's an explosive premiere, and I know I've said it multiple times, but damn, you should be watching this show. We'll hear from most of the cast, but unfortunately for reasons that were not explained to me, Grace Lily, Queen of the Vibes, was last minute not present for the press day. Again, I don't know why, and I missed her, and hopefully I can get an interview with her later in this season, but she was not there for this. Pretty much everyone else was, though, so please enjoy my interviews with the cast of Southern Hospitality and tune into the season two premiere this Thursday, December 7th at 9 p.m. right after Southern Charm. I want to gab. All right. So we are here with Leva, Maddie, and Mikkel from Southern Hospitality, season two of which premieres on December 7th. You guys, this is clearly a leveling up of this show for the for season two. It is messy. It is good TV. I've seen the premiere. How are you guys? Good. Good. All right. So right away, there's obviously a new vibe at work with a new rule that you can't drink, that we have a new CEO on the in the game who seems to be pushing you leva to sort of run a tighter ship with this with this crew you know it's a rule that wasn't super well received by everybody and obviously it's resulted in some people leaving the group or leaving republic for either for good or maybe they come back i don't it's you know we'll see soon enough um you know obviously there's a push and pull of like you know wanting your your staff to like you know engage with the clientele and party with them but also you know there's a, there's has to be some restraint there. What was the balance in making that call ultimately for everybody? I mean, at the end of the day, that's always been a rule that we've had. Um, but okay. then it just got loose, loosey goosey, you know. And of course, like managers are a little bit more exempt from it because they have the um, understanding that you know they're not going to get wasted at work. Um, but also, it's like a back of the house, front of the house thing. Like if you're drinking, the back of the house is absolutely not acceptable. And quite frankly, it's just if you get caught. I mean, I assume they sneak from time to time, I'm not dim, <laughs> but I don't, they're not supposed to do that. They sign up, right. they know they're not supposed to. And it boils down to safety. Like, that's just what it is. At the end of the day, like everyone has to be safe here. And it's, it, it's one of those things that has to be black and white. So can I fire someone based on someone saying they drink? No, but if I catch you drinking, you gotta go. You know what I right. mean? So right. It, is what it is. Yeah, um, it makes sense. And we sense. have tricks. We have tricks of the trade. Like, you know, when you're someone wants to do a bunch of shots, like you just do a water shot. You know, like we typically, are like, hey, let's do tequila. They would be none the wiser. You know what I mean? Um, I've done that for years, so I'm very well aware of how to post and not drink. So right. if right. I can do it, and I've done it for ten years, then they can do it for the few years they work here and the few mm-hmm. nights they're here. Maddie's been sober for nine years and she's well, well aware of it as well. You know, and she's a manager. I'm a big water shot, pineapple shot gal. Cause people want to feel like you're having a good time with them, but there's always just, you know, exactly what you said, Gibson. Like there's a ba- there's a line with it. There's a restraint with it. 
And I think people got too comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And totally. And that's why Leah, Leah came in and, you know, come at the beginning of the year, which was far before we were filming, but it was sort of like, hey guys, remember this, these rules, remember what you signed up on, remember that, you know, and, and plenty of people had was fired, unfortunately, but yeah, it just is what it is. Things got loose like after COVID. It, right. Totally. And Maddie, it seemed, we, we see this we see the situation in, in the premiere, you know, obviously Leva and Mia get into it a little bit over what happened with Lucia and and Maddie, you're there and you're a manager, but there another balance for you to strike is like being a peer with some of the people that you've come up with, but also being a manager. And you get, you know, we see some it's in some confessionals after the fact that like people are critical of you not towing that line correctly, but in their eyes, what, how do you strike that balance of like, again, wanting to have fun with your colleagues and your friends, but also knowing that you're a manager? I feel like at the end of the day, like, I don't care if I get the the blame for that at the end of the day, that's like, as a manager, I feel like people will always want to like point the finger or as an owner or as a, a boss. But the thing is at the end of the day, like I wasn't the hammer in the situation. Like if anything, I feel like I'm the friend that tries to protect my friends and like help them. And I know you can tell, but there's in the scene, even with, with Mia is I'm like, Hey, like, right. Let's your boss, right. I'm trying to like help you here. You know what I mean? Cause I don't want, I hate to see people like not have a job and then they can't pay their rent and like stuff like that. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I want everyone to make money and to have a good time. And I feel like I help as much as I can. But at the end of the day, like, there's a time where it's like, okay, I guess you don't want to work here anymore. You know, like, so if I'm the blame for that, then that's, that's fine. That's my job. So it is what it's it's part of the gig, part of the gig. Yeah. You know, I really do have that boundary and that fine line between being a friend and being a a boss yeah uh Mikhail, we saw in last season that you were brought back into the fold after being out you know the premiere was sort of based around that conversation that you and leva had and sort of working your way back in into it we see in the premiere that you you're at republic all the time maybe not you, you work there once a week but you're there to have fun a lot and like i'm curious for you are you there to just have fun and hang out with your friends or are you also there to sort of like make sure you don't miss out on all the drama and what's going on Oh, I'm de- <laughs> messy. No, I'm there. Oh, maybe it is. Maybe my life is just super perfect. I'll get yeah. you on. So I guess that's probably why I show up there like places. <laughs> but I don't get you on. But um, yeah, uh, I definitely would say I go there to have a lot more fun. But definitely the drama does come along with being in the territory because we do all work in the same city. We all have the same friends. So it's kind of like. I can stand in the bar and hear someone be like, well, you know, by the way, this person said this about this person. I'm like, oh, shit, let me text Maddie. Right, they said this, you know. So it's, I definitely go for party and also go for low of the team. Okay. All right. I, I did the same thing. I was just, you know, I wanted to see. <laughs> Maddie, obviously your personal life takes center stage in the premiere and it's going to obviously bleed into the rest of the season, I'm sure. Um, you know, we see bradley bring this claim from one of his clients that trevor had potentially cheated on you and it seemed like you just kind of clicked in that moment of like kind of just believing it and then you kind of like hopped in your car and you went you went to his house and it was a really intense moment that escalated really quickly what was going through your mind at that moment you have cameras following you you heard this claim about your boyfriend you know there's people talking about it that, that's a tough place to be in mm, i are yeah <laughs> Yeah, I also, like, I feel like when I feel hurt, like, I will just see red. Like, mm-hmm. I, there's no one home. Like, like, and my instincts, my instinct reaction is just to protect myself and my mental health and my well-being. So I feel like if a relationship should be in your life to, as an addition in your life, to benefit your life, you know what I mean? And I'm like, this isn't serving me any beneficial like if you can't trust your partner you have nothing so for me at the end of the day i feel like it's me on that journey trying to figure that out but instant reaction like no i don't trust my partner and i'm i'm kind of done with this you know so i feel like you'll see me go through that and yeah you know uh get my priorities back in line so in that moment you really you believed it kind of immediately when you heard it a 100 percent i Busted back Brad 
fully in that moment without even really speaking to my partner. <laughs> right. Really at all. Um, he wasn't picking up. What? He wasn't picking up his phone. So you just kind of went there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't picking up his phone. So I went there and was like, yeah, no. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. You don't pick up the phone, red flag. No. I don't know. But I also just like I told you, I'm in the moment where like, I just see red and I instantly just want to go into protecting myself right. and protecting my heart. So I feel like that's why I tend to react the way that I do. Right. Right. And Leva, I'm curious as I feel like you are really great at towing the line between like boss and mentor and being there sort of being a boss, but also being there for, for kind of certain personal moments of turmoil, I would say for, for your employees. And, yeah, you know, when I you, when you see, Maddie going through something like intense like this. She's a manager that's worked with you for a long time. How do you decide when to like tap in and sort of be that shoulder for for people that that work for you, but also like kind of being arm's length a bit about it? Like, is is, is that something you think about? I do. I mean, obviously, Maddie knows how I feel about Trevor. I just think she can do so much better. Like, I just mm -hmm. think it should be so complicated when they're this young. Like, it should just be fun and amazing. You know complicated gets when you're older you know what i mean um and i think she's just like such a pretty fun smart talented girl um and i also don't know trevor as well but i also try to like she doesn't need to hear that you know what i mean like i don't need to be like look at Tre like i don't try to get right. like look at trevor showing up to work you know what i mean let her work like it's her life but if she ever wants he's also like sorry he's also the ultimate outsider trevor i feel like like he worked he worked at republic i feel like people forget that all the time and mm. was friends with all these people and just has always been kind of more the ultimate kind of outsider and you know i feel like that was hard for me to manage as well but i appreciate everything that that you said he talks to me like at BravoCon, we talked about like how do you choose who you marry like then you know i'm gonna give her all of it or if she calls me i'm gonna give her whatever she needs but i try to like not initiate but if they want to talk then like okay let's talk what yeah, do you need to right totally you know charleston's obviously a small town and you know you have you guys are leva you're filming two shows there are two shows that film in charleston in and around republic and then your other establishments and everyone's kind of there's all these different connections of people who are friends with one another and socialize with one another. And I'm curious, just like for all of you, what that's like, because it's, it, it must just create for a really interesting environment in the town and like filming and not filming. And I don't know, it just, I'm curious what it's like for each of you, because it's, it's very unique, I think, to set up in Charleston right now. I mean, I definitely think when you run into people who film, you know, you'll be like giggling about something. And then one of us will go like this. And cause you have like, you know, when you have a baby, they say phantom cries. When you film reality TV, you have phantom mic feelings. Where you're like, oh, no. <laughs> that is like, hilarious. I was mic'd, I was mic'd. And then like, you're like, oh, we're not mic'd. And then you get to like, you talk. That is so funny. You're like, you know, like you're so excited. Eventually you're going to say it on a mic anyway, because that happens. Yeah. But it, it's just really funny. So that's, I think, a really unique thing of running into people because we literally see each other all the time, filming and not filming with both shows. Like I see... You know, like everyone was down at Lamar's the other night. You know what I mean? So it's just right. like I see all the time. And then it's like, and then there's a ton of tea that moves, you know, like, oh, reunion's coming. Did you know? And it's always like in the corner of a bar. You see like two people on a show or, you know, like, you know, that stuff's moving. There could be a show about the people. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like a documentary about the this. reality. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And like the no. sort of inter... Um, it's very interwoven. Yeah, it's very it's interesting. It's so yeah. interwoven. It's almost gross. Like, <laughs> almost gross. That's just our city. Like, you can't go to another borough and find another... Like, they're just all on King. Right. You know? It's just, we have one borough. Like, we have more, but no one hangs out. Yeah. They're, like, not cool. So. Yeah, I definitely think it's kind of unique because I feel like we all have, like, this weird, like, connection where it's not, like, people who can relate. So it's not, like, we're at the to Benita. We're into, like... Awesome. So I'm ranting out. It's like, I'm like talking about like what I went through during like, Oh yeah. Well, here's some advice. Here's things you go through. And it's just weird. Cause I haven't feel like my friend chases on the decks. We talk about stuff all the time and texting about like, how do you process this? How do you get through this and right. stuff? So it's been definitely weird. I, the only thing I would say has been challenging has been, I don't really, I'm not doing names or faces, 
So now I'm just people like staring me down, like, do I know you or do you or know do you, me? Or do you know me? <laughs> right. I'm like, hey, I'm like, did we have sex last night? Or is like, or was it like, I swear, I, I told someone, like, did we hook up? Could before? be that too, I guess. We never know. I really don't know. <laughs> well, that sounds really bad to say like that, but I really don't know. You said it. You said if, it. If I, <laughs> if I know these people sometimes, I'm like, okay, so how do we know each other? Okay. <laughs> right. Okay, we're probably from the show. Are there people want to know us like at the front door or whatever? And like you forget because there's hundreds of people going through or of whatever. But the show makes that amplified because you're like, because all my friends will be like, someone will say hi, and I'll just look at them like, hi. And then I'm waiting for them to be like, like PTA. Like, do I know you? There's too many. There's too many possibilities. Waiting for the entry, you know? Yeah. Or my dog. Good to see you. Right. Yeah. Maddie, it seems like, you know, you and Emmy are going to be a bit at odds this season. Um, you know, she was, she's one of the, she's the person who was probably most critical about how you handled that situation with Mia um, in that premiere. And we see in the trailer that she goes as far as to say that she's coming for your job. Are you threatened by that at all? What, what kind of behind that sort of animosity, I guess, that, that, that seems to be coming your way? I honestly don't know. I feel like she, with someone who was always like, I don't know. I honestly don't know. To be honest, like watching that in that trailer was the first time I've seen that. Like she would never said that to my mm-hmm. face, which just kind of shows who she is as a person in the sense of like, you know, we all want to grow and like do, th- and you know what I mean? One be one thing if she was talking to me about that or like, you know, I'm, I'm DJing and maybe working my way out of, Republic um, with all these gigs and traveling and stuff I'm doing with DJing, you know, but she was just very like behind my back about everything where I thought she was a close friend of mine and my girlfriend group. And I feel like me and my girlfriends at work kind of, you know, put a boundary with her. And I feel like maybe she didn't like that. I don't know. I don't know, but we'll see how it plays out. I'm interested to see how that plays out because so much. Yeah, behind me too. Back. Well, it sounds like we're going to need a Southern Hospitality season two reunion. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> that be interesting. Sounds like we're on. We're on. We're kind of on that route. Um, to end it out, you guys, who would you each of you say is the messiest person on this season of Southern Hospitality? Oh, apparently. Me. Maybe. So. <laughs> okay, wait. So, Maddie, you say you. Apparently so. I would say I think the messiest person would have to be Joe. And O'Sheen, because I feel like they play both sides mm. a lot. Leva, do you agree with that? Listen, it was a shit show. <laughs> like every other time, Mikel, you're one of the messiest people I know. Like I feel like everyone was messy. Like I mean, your life got messy, but it, it, got, <laughs> it got real for that. You know, like first season is like you're just getting your toes. And I think when I was prepping them, like, hey, these cameras are going to come, you know, what employees want to do this, you know, kind of thing. They didn't really get it till this season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I, I was I like, if you can't hide stuff, they're going to film everything. It's You're going to have vulnerable moments. Like, you have to be honest. And the first season, they were like, oh, we got this. Mm-hmm. We got this. They're all like, oh, we got this. We got this. And I was like, okay. It got, and it then got real this, this season, year. It got real. Like, I need a mental health. <laughs> <laughs> we got I need to go to the loom. I need, and I'm like, needs a sweet perch. I can't get out of bed. Like, take some vitamins. Get up. This is real. Like you have to get yeah. to show. So yeah, I got. I think it was all that, like you know, the puffing up of the trust. And I can do reality TV and work. And it's fun. And I got this. And I got this. And then this year was like, right. oh, so this right. is what. It and is. it has you real I mean? ramifications on. But I feel like for like for Maddie, for you, it's like it has real ramifications, but ultimately it's like good for something like that to be to be brought to light. You know, maybe it wouldn't have as as quickly if the if cameras went around, but you must feel in the back of your mind that like it's good that <laughs> that that happened. <laughs> well, no, to be honest, I feel like I knew about most of it. And as well, I was like, I don't want to say that I'm the most innocent person either, but like, you know. I feel like Trevor and I, when we're in a relationship, we're communicative about it more so just like, wow, the whole world is going to know what I went through. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's the more intimidating and scary part is, you know, especially getting 
cheated on, like in the past, like, you know, you want to forgive and move on. And it's just, I can't seem to forget, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, you guys, thanks so much for taking the time. And um, I am so excited for everybody to see this premiere and I'm excited to see the rest of the season because again, it just seems like you guys are just on this rocket ship going up and you have a great guide in Leva to be holding your hand through all of this. But um, I'm just really excited for all of you. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. All right. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. I want a gab. All right. So today we are with Joe Bradley and Oisheen from Southern Hospitality. They are calling in directly from Republic down in Charleston. How are you guys? Gibson. Phenomenal. How are you? I feel like we're just together in Vegas. We were just, last time I saw you was 2 a.m. in the lobby of some hotel in Vegas. So that was a blast. <laughs> yeah. It's a blurry night. All right. So I just watched the premiere last night. And uh, based on that and the trailer, it seems like season two of Southern Hospitality is going to be a huge level up just in, just in terms of like everything drama it's going to be chaotic you guys i think are really stepping into your roles at at republic what was in the water and that's literally because i mean you guys you guys can't drink alcohol at work anymore what was in the water this year like what was different this year from last year i would say um you know everyone was just a little bit more comfortable like we got to we really like got to dive into the dynamic of our group more um everyone was already on edge you know having starting that busy season and someone being fired and then losing Mia already like you know everything was kind of heightened and that's literally the first week of our busy season that was kind of a lot to deal with going into it all um but you know I think everyone is just ready to get after it to put it lightly yeah I I feel like I should blame Oshin but (laughs) because he's like you know this, this new force of nature coming in but right off the bat you know Oshin we all you know we became really good friends with him and i just feel like everyone was just like a little bit on edge this summer like you th- you'd think that if we were drinking less at work and it should be like a summer <laughs> where we get our shit together but it was kind of the opposite uh it's it's definitely it was uh this hurricane season in Charleston. So <laughs> maybe you guys well, overcorrect a little bit because you can't drink at work. You just yeah, kind of maybe we were having withdrawals and we're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and if not that, like anything that happened outside of work too, like just got amplified because we're, you know, obviously blowing off steam and and obviously all, all the dragons started coming out, you know. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh Joe, last year we saw that you had this sort of like will they won't they thing with maddie going on and obviously she ends up in a relationship with trevor it's tumultuous we see in this premiere that like the the cheating potentially has not stopped there's they're they're still kind of going through it you know what was it like seeing her go through some of those hardships with trevor kind of after everything that you guys have been through in the past together and like i don't know like because you're in i feel like you're in an interesting position when it comes to that whole situation yeah no for sure and even if me and Maddie are so close, even if she, even if I loved her boyfriend and they went through like a bad breakup, um, I still like would have been there for her. I think a lot of people might just automatically jump to the conclusion that I'm like looking my chops, something like that. Right. Mind. But w- when it comes down to it, whenever one of my friends are hurt, whether it, w- it would have been Oshin or Bradley, anyone in the group, I would be upset about that. But part of me, I'd be lying to you if I wasn't a little bit optimistic because I feel like Maddie is her worst self when she's with him. Mm. And so like, maybe I, part of me was like, maybe this is a good thing. Maybe she can kind of put this to rest and put that toxicity behind her. But as you guys will see throughout the season, it definitely lingers and it affects a lot of our relationships. And yeah, it's, um, I was kind of, part of me was happy and part of me was sad to see her hurt. Right. Totally. And Bradley, we saw you, you're the one who sort of like lit the match in the premiere. You brought, you brought the information from your client who said she had made out with Trevor to Republic. It it starts to get around that, that first night that we see in the premiere. Was that out of like, was it a mix of like trying to be a good friend to Maddie and tell her what, what was happening? Or were you also trying to be a little messy? Um, 
hundred percent, a little bit of both. Uh, <laughs> like I, I feel somewhat bad, you know, right. but at the same time, like you chose to go back once the guy's already cheated on it, you know? So like there are, for this to happen again, it's like kind of like instant karma. Like, is it unfortunate that you got cheated on? Yeah. But also, is it very fortunate that it was my client? Absolutely. I love that. So <laughs> I did get a little bit of joy in sharing the news, but you know, regardless if I'm friends with someone or not, if I'm getting cheated on and you hear about it, I want to know. Like, hmm. Care if we don't like each other or not, but like if you're getting embarrassed or played or looking stupid, like you should know that at least what's going on. Right, right. And Oshin, you're new to this group, and we, you met Maddie and Grace in Tulum, and I feel like that is a time of their life that we hear a lot about, but we don't really like have a full picture of what was going. I feel a lot happened in Tulum when, when however long they were there. What was that time like, and like what was it like bringing kind of jumping into their life in Charleston? Honestly, it, it, there was no expectation like going into uh, Charleston. Like, Amadi and Grace didn't really kind of give me a heads up too well. They kind of made it seem like it was all smooth sailing. I, I'd never really been to the South before. So it was a complete change. But even just them as people, like when we were meeting, when we met in Tulum, it was obviously a wild time. You know, I, I was very much in the depths of all the parties there. And um, we, we, you know, the girls were working in a couple of events that I was throwing as well out there. So, I mean, we were, we were just honestly, we were, we were on a rampage when we were in Tulum. We were just having a great time. <laughs> it was absolutely just hectic. And then to come into Charleston, you know, Maddie's in, in a relationship. Grace was in a relationship too. So it was a complete different dynamic. And I kind of thought we were coming in to have a hot girl summer when, and the girls mentioned <laughs> this a couple of times, but it, it was just very much like I was confused about what they were doing. And again, I just stuck to my You gun. just made do, right. I just, yeah, I just did what I do, mate. And like, yeah, maybe maybe there is a, you know, I poked the bear a few times, but I think that was probably the biggest uh, difference, like seeing them, um, like in their environment, in their town, and uh, with all their people, and, and like you know, there were there were it was a complete different uh, a different chapter of the book for sure. Right, Joe. You know, you uh, recently made a little pop up on Watch What Happens Live in the audience uh, with Danielle, uh, and it seems like something happened at, Bra- at BravoCon. You were you know you're there to support her. It was kind of cryptic though. What's the deal with you two? Yeah, so I'm still kind of confused. Of you know where this is going to go. But right now I think we're just having fun. I was just like, you know, I, I wasn't expecting to like find love in the hopeless place of Vegas, but it was very organic and it happened very fast. I think it was like a lot of like built up sexual tension between us. And then like, we finally hung out like the last night. And like, when you know, you know, it went really well to the point where I was like, she invited me to New York. I thought she was just kind of like, kidding you know I, I do it all the time when you're drinking you're like oh yeah come visit Charles of course, yeah. me. then the next day she's like okay cool like when's your flight you're coming right and so love I, I love you it what? when you know you know and I, I booked the flight I thought I was just kind of be supporting her back in the green room at watch what happens but Andy walks in and he goes hey you got your mic on Joe and Joe and I was <laughs> I, I you know you can't say no to that so I was not so, so Andy and, Andy pushed to make it a little pub, more, a little more public than you maybe were ready for I, I think Andy, I think Andy was, you know, I think he was eating it up. I think, I think okay. he really, I think he likes that because yeah, he Rav definitely Khan does. Ravikant's so amazing to like when he sees the crossover. But for me, it wasn't, I wasn't, you know, I, I just, I really like the girl, and I think yeah. she's gonna come visit um, Charleston in the next few weeks. So. Awesome, awesome, well, Danielle's great. Continue. So I'm excited for you, Bradley. <laughs> you were the object of some rumors last year about your personal life, and we saw some tumultuous stuff there if you how did that impact how you went into this season and it, it seems like you're maybe a little bit more focused on work in some respect your personal training business is doing so well too so like it must have kind of refocused you a little bit yeah definitely i think going into this year um i wanted to make sure that you know i was putting the right amount of time and energy and effort into my business you know that's my baby you know if you don't water the grass and it's not going to grow so I really put a lot of energy into that, but what also with that work hard mindset, I do like to play hard. So like, I definitely had a fun summer. I definitely let loose and I'm really excited for the season for people to kind of get to know me more. I'm not going to, you know, be on the screen defending myself the whole time. You actually get to know who I am as a person, kind of get to get deeper into what I'm about. So I'm excited. Oh, Sheen, uh, it seems like there's a moment in the trailer where 
you have your sights set on Emmy potentially, or even though she's in a relationship with Will, what is to come from that? Because that that just spells mess to me. I know. Well, look, as I said, like I'm 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 unapologetic myself the whole time, and um, I, I can't spill too much on that area right now. But I can tell you that, like from the, I think me and Will think we we clash a little bit at the beginning. I think it was it was completely not. This wasn't even part of the whole Emmy thing at, at that time, but you know, obviously, Emmy's like you know one of the leaders of the Bottle Girls. I I just joined the team, so it, and I'm and like I'm a guy's girl, you know, so I, I get along with all the girls pretty well, and I think that maybe things got um you know interpreted on Will's side, and, and I kind of just let it be, you know, because I was like, you know, I I love getting under the underneath that prick skin. If he's gonna be a dick, like I'm gonna be one right back and. <laughs> I think that you, you, you'll see it all unfold, you know. So I, I I just play along with a lot with a lot of the stuff, but um, yeah, like I've a flirtatious banter about me, and yeah, it might get me in a bit of trouble. Who knows? Joe and Bradley, do you agree with that assessment of that situation? Yeah. I would, yes. Okay. Good. But, Definitely. You know, <laughs> Oshin, he has no problem in the the ladies' department. He's uh, does very well, but. It's very polarizing. You know, some girls love the milkman and some are definitely lactose. <laughs> no, one ever cried, no one ever cried over spilled milk, you know? I feel like with Bradley, it's pretty unanimous. Like, I feel like, like, you know, I don't, I've never really met like any girls that like don't like him. But then with Oshin, it's a lot of girls, but, it's, you know, sometimes it doesn't. There's okay. more than one way to milk a cow, right? <laughs> oh <my laughs> yeah. This metaphor does what does and then a lot of girls a lot of girls think they're dairy free like very slowly, but they're really not. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, but not not everyone's lactose intolerant, you know. That's okay. <laughs> so Oshin, you and Grace Lily potentially Oh no, no. I was just no? thinking I was thinking <laughs> Grace thinking she was, Oh got it. Yeah. Oh liter literally. Okay. Okay, got yeah. it. There's a there's a lot of <laughs> summer romances this season. Yeah. Um, so I mean with with in Charleston, there's two shows that get filmed and there's two friend groups that definitely have a lot of overlap. We have Southern Hospitality and Southern Charm. Lev is obviously on both shows. I know that all of you guys are sort of friends with different people across the different cast. There's so many kind of mixed connections. And I'm curious what's that what that's like, just like living in a small town like Charleston. Oshin, like you're coming into it totally new and kind of seeing 100%. all of this. It must be pretty wild for kind of for all of you in, in different ways. I mean, yeah. just, on, just on my side, like I, I'd never really been I'd never been to Charleston and I was very unfamiliar with the South. Um, so like just kind of taking in all that new culture and and being around this small town vibe like it was it reminded me a lot of, of back home like in ireland i'm I'm from a very small town as well um but this place has just got you know it, it's it's more elevated there's a you know there's more top shelf tier of, of people and there's a lot of it, you know everyone knows that you're having for breakfast in that town it's like there's nothing goes <laughs> under the radar whatsoever so I think that literally just coming into that world, like right off the bat, especially with these guys coming off the back of season one, it was just like, it, it was insane. It was a lot to take in, but again, nothing I couldn't handle in my realm, you know? Right. What about for you guys, Joe and Bradley? Yeah, you know, I think that um, I I personally, there's not really anyone on Southern Charm that I don't get along with, but like, you know, even if like we didn't, like click with them as friends, like we would always, we, we'll see them out regardless because we're, you know, kind of the the forefront of nightlife and we're all very kind of connected. But yeah, it's, it's really interesting to kind of like even Rod and JT to see them going through. They're much older than us, but we we kind of all look at each other as like brothers. Me and Brad have been friends with Rod and um, JT for like years now, even before I moved here. Like four, five years ago, I've known them, and for them to kind of go through the TV thing the same year as us, and be like more established, like successful, like real adults, it's it's a crazy, it's an amazing thing. We have like this new bond now, uh, yeah. and then like a lot of the guys like Shep, um, Austin, Craig, we we, I look up to those guys. You know, they've been doing it for years, and to have them treat us as like equals and help us out, it's um. It's a good feeling. We love it. For sure. Yeah. Getting to know that a lot of the charm guys are some of my clients. So like I kind of, you know, am behind the scenes, like as a personal trainer, you're also a part-time therapist too. I don't have a degree, but <laughs> right. I give advice like I do. Um, and it, it's cool to to see the overlap and it's cool, you know, both shows having some success and getting to to know everyone on a deeper level and really 
valuing them, like genuine friendships with everyone. Yeah, that, that's interesting to hear about Rod and JT kind of going through the TV thing at the same time that you guys are. And it, did, yeah, they, crazy. did they, did you guys sort of look at each other for advice or, or was it just, were you kind of operating in your own different realms? I don't really think we, we definitely like share like encouraging words or like, you know, sometimes some episodes are harder than others and mm-hmm. just stepping into that realm. They were in such a unique space with having these established guys, especially with Chef Brev and Austin. They've been on the show since pretty much one. For, for them to come in and shake the table is, is definitely harder for them, mm-hmm. I think, than all of us being brand new in the space. Um, but we definitely like kind of lean on each other, you know, shoot them a text every once in a while whenever they come in to see me, uh, you know, just try and encourage each other. Yeah, totally. I mean, for all of you guys, you know, speaking of that sort of co-mingling of the, of the two casts, Lev is on both casts and she's also your boss. And we see this, at least in this premiere, that like people seem to, or some people seem to be very comfortable, like kind of towing that line of, you know, talking back to her and, you know, she kind of being a peer, but also a boss. And there's, there, there are just a lot of blurred lines, I feel like, in, in where you guys work. You know, what do you make of Leva's position and all of that? And do you guys, is it just certain people that feel that way or... It is where you just, you know, like any profession, you got to know where to draw the line in the sand. And like, it's weird. Like I'll, I'll see, I'll, I'm invited to the same party of JT starting a party. I'll, I'll, I'll be there. And, but like when we're at work and work mode goes on, Leva is your boss mm-hmm. and you have to respect her as such. Like it, it was just kind of off putting to, to see like a few of our cast members get too comfortable at work. Because I, I take my job very seriously, and you know I don't want it to turn too corporate here with like the new drinking rules. Like she definitely cracks down this summer, but I get it. Like with you're, I'm not a business owner, but if I own a business, I wouldn't want to see my employees getting too comfortable. And like you got to have that level of respect. All right, let's let's end it on this. Who is the messiest this season on Southern Hospitality? Mm, messiest? I don't know. I think everybody plays their part this year. Um, we all. Yeah, everyone's pretty messy. Like, I mean, Ma- Maddie's like nearly taking lead horse in this one. I, I would agree. I definitely think Maddie would be the messiest. And then coming in with a full second, my friend Joe over here, it's a little messy this season. Yeah, I, I think we all, I think it just depends like um, what day of the week it is. I <laughs> yeah. think we all it, we all take <laughs> it. Um, it's definitely like a giant ping pong match. Like, I don't think that there's like any clear villain or protagonist in this. It's just, there's going to be a lot of opinions formed about everyone, but you're going to see all of our best sides and all of our worst sides and everything in between. So I think it's very well balanced and, and that's what's scary about it. <laughs> and that's also what makes a good reality show. So, and that's well, what makes you guys go to your jobs. So um, you guys, I'm really excited for everyone to see this premiere and just see the second season. Cause I'm a huge, I was a huge advocate of that first season. And I think that this, it seems like you guys are just totally leveling up this year. And I'm, I'm just excited for you guys to just be on that ride again. Thank you. And, Thank you. And Gibson, like we talked about, we need you to come visit Charleston. I'm down. You know, I'm down. I'll, yeah. we, we can send it. We can send it to Republic. That night, you guys have to be off the clock, though. I'm not going when you guys are drinking water. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, a smart man. I'm taking off that weekend. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Have a good day. All right. See you later. I want to gab. All right, so we are here with Emmy, Will, and TJ from Southern Hospitality, season two of which premieres on Thursday, December 7th. Okay, judging by the premiere and the trailer, I, this is definitely a level up from last year. I mean, the drama, the it, it seems chaotic. I'm excited to talk to you all about it. How How's it going, you guys? How are you? Good. I'm doing great. I, I think that we've all, you know, have survived and have now come out to be over all the drama that happened this summer, kind of like a forgotten memory that we're gonna all live again so yeah <laughs> well i think drama is also just like a normal part of our lives like it doesn't stop when the summer ends you know it's just a continuous thing so it's not like uh we're pretty used to it we're battle hardened at this point you're, you're yeah, just inherently messy people yeah we're just you know <laughs> it. it's just a it just comes with the territory for us and in the first episode i mean we hear that there's a huge change at work you're you're not allowed to drink at work anymore there's a there's a new ceo and leah who seems to be running a pretty tight ship how does that actually change things for you guys like how much were you drinking before at work and sort of how did that impact i, I don't, I don't know think how that anyone was i don't think that anyone's really drinking a lot you know we have a lot of people that come in here and spend a lot of money rather they're getting you know bottles and bottles of champagne or they're at the bar ordering expensive shots and there's customers that um want to buy us a shot or get us a glass of champagne and you know it puts us in a position where it could be potentially insulting to decline the offer but we've all learned how to um 
make us take this. We take a <laughs> shot of uh, the water. I think just, you know, the quicker a bottle of champagne goes, the quicker they'll buy a new bottle. I don't know if it will help drink that, but <laughs> I mean. Yeah, and it's also hard on like a Friday night when you're watching all your friends have fun and all these other people have fun to just just be working is and the energy level like up here maybe more a yeah. little bit here now well also that's it's like people are used to partying with you guys as being part of the experience of republic right so like mm-hmm. that's it's a big change will and emmy like your your relationship is tested in more ways than one this year it seems and that's very true. first way it seems like there's a blurry night out where like some sort of rumor happens from that what can you tell me about what what we can expect from that situation and sort of how we'll see you get through it I think it's really it's really interesting because it's a really good example of how close our friendships are tied into our relationships. And you definitely see me and Emmy's relationship tested. And then it kind of ripples out and starts to test the friendships that surround our relationship. Because it's really like our friends that have always supported us as a couple and, you know, support us in life. And when our relationship gets tested, it fundamentally shakes up everything around it so it's really interesting to, to you can see how much watch. people project their own lives into ours right right so, and yeah you definitely get to see a lot of opinions mm. and so, the the other way that you're tested is that will you decide to go to law school you are it looks like you're calling in from law school right now i, I have my first exam tomorrow so i have to be studying as soon as Good we're luck. done yeah how what how is that affecting your relationship and how have you guys kind of like uh, you know, full time, not in the same city, l- long distance, sort of like not too far, but definitely long distance. Yeah, I think it's, you know, I think over the summer, you really get to watch me try to prepare for it. Like I, I spend a lot of time talking to Emmy and talking to my friends and talking to myself about like, what this change is going to mean for everything for for me, for my work relationships, for my friendships. And, um, you know, it's been nothing that I expected it to be. And it's been really challenging in a lot of ways and it's going to continue to be challenging. But I think over the summer, I set myself up to be challenged. So I think it's going to be interesting to watch back and see how successful or unsuccessful I was at at preparing myself for this moment. You're going through a lot. It kind of went, I mean, so far it's gone according to how I thought it was going to go. No, it didn't go. It's, it's been easier for Emmy than yes, it has for me. I mean, I didn't go to last change for you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, if I miss Will, I just get in the car and I listen to an hour and a half podcast and then I'm like, Oh my God, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. Happens. And I think That's I'm, nice. I'm like so busy that it's hard to be a boyfriend sometimes. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be, it'll be interesting, especially come next summer when I'm back in Charleston and my life kind of flips again. Right. Totally. Um, TJ on real housewives, there's a term called bone collector. And it's, it's, it's somebody who like that ev- knows everybody's secrets. Everybody feels really comfortable telling you things and you know, kind of everybody's tea. I feel like you're, you're kind of that person on, on, on the hospitality. Like, I feel like people yes. really trust you with that information. Is yeah. that accurate? And sort of, do you ever deploy that as, as sort of like, all right, I know this or what, what's oh, that yeah. like I mean, in it, that position? It's a, it's a hundred percent accurate. Um, I feel like I'm definitely the first to know everything. I, you know, I have a lot of close friendships. I keep myself a very loyal friend and I'm definitely an ear to listen. And I think a lot of people respect that. So with that comes, you know, everyone's secrets and the chances of you telling me something I already know is probably really high. Um, sometimes I have to, you know, nine out of 10 facts. Yeah. Sometimes I put on that face and act like I haven't really, I'm in shock. And sometimes, you know, I'm like, damn. That, like it's an actual shock so do people come to you trying to get information out of you on the flip side of that um i've done it i've done it <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> not intentionally it's just not no like, super intentionally yeah no tj knows everything of course i mean right. I, sometimes i'll just be like have you heard about this and tj will be like now duh oh <laughs> and i'm like it's you know <laughs> right like, I yeah, I mean, I do feel like it puts me in a hard situation. And then you give TJ one espresso martini, like, okay, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, going back to that, I it's it's hard to be friends with a lot of people and then know certain things that you wish you could tell them. It is challenging. Yeah, one yeah. espresso martini doesn't know we were. Yeah. Just make it two, right? 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> TJ, in terms of your love life this year, are we going to see any updates in, from that department? Honestly, not really. <laughs> sadly, it's a small, small town, and uh, you know I have high hopes. And uh, if you want to know about TJ's love life? Ask me. Yes, there we go. That, that you you know you you're the bone collector when it comes to TJ. Right, I'm his bone collector. Yes, right. Exactly. Will is gone, and now I mean, uh, yes, we are we're together. We are together. Yes, I probably talked to TJ eight times at least a day. Yeah, it'll be three o'clock, and I'm like, I haven't talked to Emmy yet. I need to call her. I think me and TJ were like thirty minutes just listening to him walk through the aisles of the grocery store yesterday, being like, "What do I need for soup?" Like, <laughs> codependent. I love it, um, <laughs> Emmy. We see in the trailer that you, I mean, actually, we see in the premiere that you express frustration with how Maddie is sort of managing the, or being a manager, but also like wanting to be still kind of like your peers. And I think that she's kind of probably in a, an awkward position sometimes. And there's a whole blow up between Mia and Leva where you're frustrated that she didn't really stand up for Mia in that situation. We see in the trailer that you say you're coming for her job. What can we expect from that sort of journey and that dynamic? Because that's an I interesting mean- one. You're going to see a lot of just me and Maddie's relationship unfold this season. You're going to see uh, probably all the reasons why I come for her job. And you'll see a lot of our friendship dynamics. And like, you know, probably my most taxing relationship this season is with Maddie. Um, And so you're just going to see all of it unfold. And I mean, it all unfolds in real time. And so it's definitely a, a very vulnerable and honest truth to everything that happens. And in the premiere, this is for all of you guys, like we 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 hear the allegation that Trevor made out with somebody else. You know, Bradley brings it to the group that one of his clients said he she made out with him. You know, but but I feel like everyone's response was sort of like, I told you so, or like they, they saw it coming. Is that how how do you all react to the map to that whole situation? Because it seems like it's something we'll see play out this season. Yeah, I don't know if it's like, I guess it's like a, a told you so, but not in a malicious. No, not in a malicious way. Just kind of. If, I think you we all saw like, weren't as shocked this time. I can't imagine how it is for her to like um, be going through it again and like it being like public in the works. But like she learns her lesson this time through the whole process. So, I mean, I, I feel for her. I can't imagine how, how it would be. Mm-hmm. Will, you want to say something? Yeah, I think I think it like. I wanted to say I I told you so, but it like wouldn't have been heard. It wouldn't have been worth it. Like, of course, we all I think a lot of us were like wanted to say it. But I think the way that Maddie is and the way that you see her react to the whole situation um, will kind of show everyone why it wasn't worth saying I told you so. It would have I mean, gone poorly. I think her relationship with Trevor has a big ripple effect on a lot of parts of her lives with her friendships. If- and I think it, she might be now of how much it affects a lot of things. I mean, it's a big catalyst for a lot of issues this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll see that unfold. Mm-hmm. And going off that, who is the messiest person on this season of Southern Hospitality? Um, uh, Joe Bradley. And intentionally or intentionally? Either one, both. <laughs> intentionally, definitely Joe. Yeah. I think Maddie Maddie makes uh, a very strong effort at being the messiest, but Joe is sneaky, a sneaky, messy guy sometimes. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, I, yeah. I think that Joe just has a hard time forming an opinion of his own when in front of somebody. So he just likes to please with whoever's in front of him at the time. Well, and, and I feel like, you know, something about this cast that I really love, it just, it seems like you guys all have like, deep-rooted relationships with one another you know each other so well like it, there, there are so many sort yeah. of like cross connections that i feel like we don't even know about really as viewers oh, yeah. um and kind of you throw in sort of some of the southern charm people who we see pop up at republic and they'll be there for a night out or something now that there's two shows operating in in charleston which is a small town and there's a lot of overlap what's sort of what's that like because it, it must it adds a whole other factor to to living there i personally in my life when I go out, I'll probably see, I see Taylor all the time because she dates TJ's roommate. So I see Taylor all the time. Same. Um, but, you know, I see Austin out quite a bit. And then I work out with Naomi and, you know, I see Madison McCoy every now and then. But I mean, it's a small town. Yeah, so it really is. Sounds like, like it. You know, all know, we know their lives and they probably know ours. Yeah. So. Just because there aren't 
you know, there isn't a show being filmed doesn't mean that we aren't up to our usual Charleston shenanigans. Right. And I think that like we all kind of are getting to the point where our lives are, you know, we're getting a little bit older and kind of entering the same realm that they are and we're at the same bars and we have some shared experiences and friend groups and they they really bleed together and it you I think it would be surprising to a lot of people to see how close our friend groups really are it's really just like one everyone's just agreed at one degree of separation from each yeah. other so right and and I feel like that must complicate things because Leva is your boss but she's also on that show and friends with all those people as well and like I mean I I feel like this premiere is kind of indicative of the fact that people <laughs> aren't shy about stating their mind to her and and really kind of taking it to leva even though she is your boss it's i don't know it, it's really precarious yeah i wish i mean i don't think any of us have talked to leva that way that, I, can, I can't some of your friends have <laughs> yeah i i wasn't raised that way so i will oh no i mean <laughs> i wasn't surprised i've known mia for a while and uh uh, Mia, Mia's, Mia speaks her mind. Like I think you got to see more of her speaking her mind as the season progresses. Too, um, okay. believe me. I don't know. I it's it is interesting, and I think like being friends. I think especially for like TJ, he's like we're very close with Taylor, but Taylor's on a show with Leva, and it right. sometimes the dynamics between you know if if your friend's friend is your boss, but she's also your boss, then it it makes it a weird web to try to climb through. Leva does a very good job of balancing everything. Yeah. You know, I never feel awkward. She's or very weird. well-rounded. Yeah. She can definitely juggle and she's a good juggler. She knows it. I mean, you know, she's your boss. I mean, you, you have that respect from her, from most people. And I mean, you definitely, she's very good at, you know, knowing her audience. So, yeah. I mean, she knows how to balance her life. Yeah. And putting her foot down. Right. Totally. And, and we've seen that. Do any of the people who have lost their job get their jobs back? You'll have to watch. Oh, all right. <laughs> and then lastly, just one word to describe the season of Southern Hospitality. Chaotic. Tears. Tears. Yeah, I'd, I'd say challenging. Well, you guys, I'm excited to see it. I, I'm I'm an acolyte of this show. Like I I tell everybody to watch it. I think it, the first season was so promising and this season seems like it's gonna, just going to skyrocket you guys into the next level so i'm really excited for all of you and uh, thanks for taking the time to talk today thank you so much thank you so much yeah. thank you bye guys bye yeah. i want to gab we are here with mia and lucia from southern hospitality ahead of season two which premieres on december 7th how are you guys we're great. We're doing really, really well. Yeah. Super excited to be here. Super thankful. I mean, I'm like, yeah, grateful. And I, I, honestly, I'm like, where do I begin with you two? I mean, <laughs> I watched that premiere episode and it is a doozy. Basically, we we start with finding out that, Lucia, you had been fired right before the premiere because you were drinking on the job. And there yeah. was this new kind of, you know, it was newly being enacted that you guys can't drink at work, basically. And Correct. um you know, the rest of the staff seem really upset by what happened. And I'm curious, I guess, at first, like seeing that, are you at least heartened by the fact that like, your colleagues were all sort of like, or not, maybe not all, but a lot of them were kind of sticking up for you or, or at least expressing some sort of disappointment with what happened? Yes, I was, I was aware of there was sentiments of there, but then there was only one person that clearly vocalized that expression, mm-hmm. um, not caring about what were the reprimandants. Um, after that, and I just was able to see how that dynamic flowed throughout the rest of the time of this summer of 2023. And yeah, I'm just it's glad I was able to witness that on firsthand on who is loyal to this friendship that I um, that we have, like platonic or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, newly enforced rules, how some people just get a slap on the wrist and then some people just get a fucking boot via text message. Oh, it would be a text that it happened. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it was a text to me yeah. first. Yeah, to the others. Why to you first? Why? We got uh, oh, a group text message expressing my employment status. And so we all texted her <clears throat> our condolences. We're like, what? Lucy, I'm so sorry. And she's like, what are you talking about? 
Interesting. Okay. So we, we have not, okay. We have not gotten that detail. Um, so <laughs> I guess who were you most disappointed that did not stick up for you? From a managerial point of view, I was disappointed in not seeing Maddie. Um, right. and just actually adding to the reasons of why I should be fired, knowing that she knows my work ethic. I just thought she'll have more awareness, more sympathy, and it's disgusting to see the lack of. Mm, right. So Mia, you go so far as to stick up for her to the point that you get fired yourself in this premiere. Yeah. We, we see that moment. And, you know... <laughs> Maddie was standing right there for that situation. And and I think you were not the only one who was critical of like how she handled that as a manager and probably as a friend. There's obviously like a weird blurred line there, I would say, but like Yeah, and what, she what, allows it to be very blurred. Yeah. Mm, so you yeah. so you think she should handle that kind of that role in a in a better way, in a clearer way? I think when it comes down to the nitty-gritty and it comes down to the line where voices need to be heard or your opinion should be said, even mm. if it's for Lucia being fired or against Lucia being fired, whatever you're thinking in your head, there are times where you should say what you think. And in that moment, I said what I thought. Um, Maddie has a lot to say behind those doors and behind people's backs. And when it was time for her to stick up, she fell flat and didn't. You know, yeah. she can talk the talk, you know what I mean? But will you walk the walk? And I think that even if it was Lucia, if it was Emmy, if it was Bradley Carter, if it was, you know, a, another good friend of mine, I would have done the exact same thing, handled the exact same way um, because you have that low experience. Thanks. Yeah. Mm. Has, th- has this moment brought you two closer? Yes. Yeah. I mean, we were already close from the start. Yeah. Like, of course, yes. but it must have like kind of given you an uh, even stronger bond. Most definitely. Yeah. Um, most definitely. It definitely has brought us closer and it's just more of me and Sia to come. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it, yeah always- exactly. Yeah, and and we see in the trailer it sort of teased Lucia that you go to lunch with Leva, and it seems like you kind of you you campaign to get your job back. Do either of you get your jobs back, or we, is that something we're going to see obviously on this season? We'll have to stay tuned, yeah, and watch how the rest of the time unfolds of our status. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Because we we have a lot more in staked in this like staked yeah. into the job i i started working here not for the money but for my friendships mm-hmm. i was tired of not being able to hang out with tj and emmy and bradley and i was like you know what why not take you know pop off a friday saturday from ta- i'm already here spending money yeah. when i make money here you know what right. i mean totally whereas i did it for like this was my second hustle like my my very lucrative income and it was just yeah. and she's a single but, mother she yeah. has a beautiful stunning child she takes care of yeah you will get to see much more yeah, we've seen on the show yeah exactly <laughs> we, both so have cute. Different, we both have different things at stake that we got from this job you know right going forward it seems like a lot of the drama is gonna involve a lot of you but revolve around two sort of central couples so it's like Maddie and Trevor and what we saw play out in the premiere. And then also something's happening with Emmy and Will too, with some rumor, some night out or something. What do you guys make of what goes down there? And do you get into the fold at all in in, in those two situations? Yeah, I think one of them is very expected. And one of them is very unexpected. You decide which one. Okay. I, th- I think I, I think I can uh, yeah, tell by the reaction. History yeah. will repeat itself. And one of them was just a big fucking eye roll because... Yeah, it's happened mm-hmm. time and time again, over and over again. I mean, it really for us, it's just like what's next, right? And is yeah, because it, it was interesting seeing the reaction of everybody once Bradley brought that that claim from one of his clients in that Trevor had made out with her. Because it seemed like everyone did have that sort of reaction. It was sort of like we've seen this before, karma, yada yada yada. Is that just because like Maddie doesn't listen to you guys, your guys' advice to like step away from Trevor, or is it is it deeper than that? It's, I mean, it's deeper than that, especially for her. I, I mean, I can't speak for her, but I can speak for having friends that go back to men that do them dirty publicly, privately, constantly. I mean, it's really tough as a woman to yeah. watch somebody be so scorned by mm. somebody so underwhelming. You know, it's mm. it's tough to watch. I and mean, it, it's not the first time it's happened. It's not the second time. So we'll see. I mean, I feel like it's just like that cycle until you're ready to walk away, then you'll just continue chasing that thrill, yeah. whatever, whatever that is, you know, right. we all have our, our vice and clearly that's yeah. earth. Exactly. Right. 
Mia, we saw last season you and Joe Bradley have a little little fling. I don't know how like long that lasted or what have you, but there was definitely something there. What are we going to see from your life, love life this season? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a woman that learns from her mistakes. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so Joe and I are just completely are, are still good friends. Um, okay. He apologized profusely to me about the situation. I've seen it from a, a third party view. It's kind of hard for me to watch, but um, I learn from mistakes. I I grow. Uh, I accept apologies when they are well said. But now this season, I, you know, find love. And um, it's been two years for me since I've really been like deeply, you know, open up my heart to somebody. And it's really, it's really exciting. Like I, it's really exciting. I'm excited to watch it back. And I'm excited for everybody to watch. Yeah. I see it on, I see it on your face. You just got so giddy right here. Oh, like I'm like, I'm like a little bit. <laughs> I'm so in love. And all my friends like him. He's fabulous. And I hope that everybody else falls in love with him too. Oh, good. Lucia, what about you? What's, what's the love um, life department? Yeah, I just get to explore my single motherhoodness sex in this vibe, this newfound era. And I'm excited to see on where, <laughs> where my energy flows, you know, and uh-huh. my energy too, as we could see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Every evolving. Uh, I don't have, I mean, her's a whole not a you're, you're, you don't have a constant person right now. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm my own self person and I'm thankful for that. Listen, I've been through the trenches for years. Right. And listen, listen, we I all deserve, have. We all yeah, yeah, yeah I deserve yeah, it. We all have our yes. yeah, we all we all get our moment, right? Okay, right? Right. You know, I think you guys would have a really interesting perspective on this because you know, I've asked everybody else who I've done interviews with today about, you know, in Charleston, which is such a small town, there are two two big shows that film. There's so much overlap, but there's so many different sort of friendships and relationships and connections that happen, I think, between the two casts. I mean, Leva's on both casts and we see Southern Charm people come on, come into Republic all the time. How do you guys think about that whole that, that whole situation down in Charleston? Because it must create kind of an interesting environment to operate in. For one, I would think it's just like very fortunate like to be in the city of Charleston. Charleston is really beautiful overall. It's very small, though. Yeah. Very small, very stunning town. And a lot of... So, I mean, if these crossovers happen, like, it's been happening in real life, literally. Like, yeah. we all run through the same circles somehow. There are only um, two area codes downtown, you know? I mean, it's very, it's very crazy. <laughs> so, I think for me personally, because I've been working in Republic now the least amount of time. I've been here the shortest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been in the social circle here for a really long time. I've known a lot of Southern Charmers before I started working in Republic, I think. And, and I've so, seen them throughout my time here. Yeah. And I've, I've been hanging out with them socially um, in the background. <laughs> but um, I think being or working in Republic, I really get to see them a little bit deeper. And I think our paths cross a lot more frequently. Is there a mess or like drama that you've seen that has never kind of gotten the light of day to the, the oh, general yeah, public? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, these lights get very dim. I'm sure. I'm it gets sure. Very, I mean, it's bright right now. Okay. Yeah. It gets, <laughs> these lights get real loud. Okay. And the music gets real loud. Hmm. So and things happen when those two things yeah, happen. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Especially after midnight. Okay, roll the camera. The factor is involved. A lot of alcohol. I love it. All right. So if you're thinking about this whole season, obviously there's a it hasn't even premiered yet. There's a lot to come, but you guys know all that happens. So who would you say is the messiest on this season of Southern Hospitality? The best what? The messiest. The messiest. Messiest. I would say I'm the messiest, maybe. I and because my life goes so well that I involve myself. I, I uh, insert myself into a lot of people's drama. I love. Listen, I'm like a I'm like a That's Bravo fun. watcher. Okay, I love the drama. I live for it. Hello, and it's messy Mia. Remember, so it's messy Mia. Is it? Can we? Yeah. Can we I'm say getting that? inside of it. I'm messy getting into Mia. it. Okay, I will insert myself. <laughs> Voluntarily. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, and I respect the hell out of it. I really yeah. do. I mean, I like yeah. it's a little boring. I sit in the office all day. I'm like, come on, shit. <laughs> um, Lucia, do you agree? I, well, now that she said it, yes, I would agree. But my first choice, you know, other than like stirring the pot, mm-hmm. I would say Bradley. Yeah. Bradley's okay. really in his redemption era right now. <laughs> Bradley it seems that way. Yeah, he, he, yeah. he came back with a fucking vengeance. Yeah. And I was just like, hell. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm like Team Bradley. <laughs> you're, you're, you're here for it. You're here for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Aside from like this, <laughs> admitted. I mean, everybody's Bradley was so good. I'm like, 
I'm like, let me, let me, let me dip my toe in this water. <laughs> Listen, I mean, the, the second season is clearly a level up. It's clearly going to deliver a, yes. like just next level. Yeah. Like we're comfortable. We're used to it. I mean, we have all of our, we have all of our nerves out, right? Like, you know, from the first season, you know, we're only a little too aware of the cameras and stuff. And like, but now we've really just let it fly. Yeah. Really just let Supernatural, it fly. Supernatural, yeah. vulnerable. We're all ready to show you. Yeah. Very organic. Like, was that your biggest learning from your from your first go round? Like just kind of being just getting that comfort with the cameras. My yeah. biggest lesson from the first season would have to be the cameras pick up everything. Really, truly, when you think that you're just mumbling to yourself, or you think that you're just frying in the walk-in freezer on a on a sack of potatoes, they they're there for all of it. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. they're there for Bleak. all. Of it. Yeah, <laughs> um, my learning is. Not knowing that you're gonna be that you're gonna be relatable to someone somewhere out there, (laughs) totally. And just knowing that's what gives me a say that extra comfort. Like, okay, I'm gonna lay it all on the table. Somebody's gonna follow. Someone's gonna relate to this. Um, and that's what gives me that courage. And I'm super thankful that I'm able to have that opportunity. Just life, life literally does do its thing, and it's even even more life than I feel like when there's people watching. Mm. Millions of people watching. No, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, millions, and it's you're right. It, one part of your story is going to benefit somebody seeing, it, right, you know, yeah. feeling seen, a hundred percent. Again, I have, I, this is my fourth conversation of this day with with the I entire know. cast, and it seems like you know you guys are primed to hopefully knock on wood have a reunion because there there is some stuff that is clearly you know needs to be answered for or needs to be you know explained from all different sides, and so. Again, that's it. May, it's clearly going to be a great season of reality TV, and um, you guys should feel good about that. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I feel like I personally don't have like a lot of skin in the game. Like, I have my friendships that I have yeah. forever, and I'm very loyal to them. And so, the people that I'm not loyal to, I really don't have anything to lose. Yeah, honestly, truly. And I mean, I'm just here. I'm just here for the ride. You know, I love it. Uh, the ride in the mess. The ride in the mess, as you said. Yeah. To end it, what would you guys want? Who would you want to address the most at the reunion? Like, who do you think has the most to answer for going Maddie, into this? Definitely. I think Maddie answered that to herself with a lot of people. Mm. I, would say, I would say Maddie. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, and and well, a surprising answer from me, but I think Maddie has, she's done a lot of people because everybody else I know where they stand with me and mm. I'm good with that. Is a question mark for you. Yeah. She's a question mm. mark. Right. Well, Mia and Lucia, I am so excited for you guys. This again, this is this show is just on the up and up. Like it's just getting it better and better, I can tell. And the premiere is fantastic. I'm sure this season's gonna be even better. So I'm really happy for you guys. I'm excited to watch you on this ride. And uh thanks for taking the time today. Well, yes, thank you thank so you much. Thank you guys so much. That was great. So much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the show. Subscribe to Gabbing with Gabe on any podcast platform to listen to new episodes. And subscribe to Gabbing with Gabe on YouTube to watch full-length versions of our interviews. We'd also love your support with a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can follow me at Gibsonoma on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And keep up with all things Gabbing with Gabe at Gabbing with Gabe on Instagram and TikTok. Gabbing with Gabe is an independent podcast hosted by me, Gibson Johns. It's produced by myself and Riley Dabbs. Graphics are by Rachel Roth, and our cover art photography is by Troy Hallahan. If you want to reach out about guest booking, sponsorship, or advertising opportunities, email us at gabbingwithgib at gmail.com. Thank you again for your support, and see you next time.